0: Uh, BBO Show, uh, and we are on episode number nine. Welcome. And, you know, one of the questions I actually got was, what does BBO stand for? Well, actually, if you check out the YouTube channel, it's Building Businesses Online. That's the focus. But Building Businesses Online Show is just way too long to say, so we've just shortened it to BBO Show. Hopefully, you'll remember that that, uh, acronym. Okay, so today we are focusing on creative areas, if that has no recollection to you whatsoever, uh, creative areas in order to make money online, that's the focus. But if you're thinking what, what you're talking about in context of what, well, actually, this week we've been fo- focusing on tools and techniques and ways that you can generate an income online, especially whilst we're in lockdown. And we're leveraging the research that Kyle has done on a list of over, not over, exactly 200 ways of making money online online it's gone up it's gone up now it's Sorry. officially Sorry. over well that's great because because uh over you know it's, it's a tendency just to exaggerate slightly but i'm not exaggerating it's over 200 ways to make money online whilst in lockdown from your home from your laptop and your wi-fi connection um so Carla's actually put this on so we are building this domain out which is the bbo show BBO.show is the website, so you can head over there. It's pretty messy at the moment, but we'll just build it out. And we're showing you that we're actually going to put these into a massive list online. Before you actually leverage this until it's, until it's ready, actually click in the link in the description below, and there's a cracking spreadsheet there with categories, and it's amazing, 200 different ways. And what we've been discussing over the week is different ways in order to uh, access this list. And actually start to use it and make money online from it um uh, i'm gonna ask you carl uh, yes Just you i'm so specific in where i live on the screen uh, okay so what we've what the focus has been is like now extracting this list but making it actionable for you in different categories and those categories have been number one is how do we start to make money with no skill required whatsoever low energy low low thought energy applied Uh, how can we do that so that was that was the focus early on then later the next show was focused on how do we leverage our professional skills english no i'm going to go back Mm -hmm. it was language skills so how do we leverage the fact that we can speak english and leverage everything from teaching online tutoring online and all that amazing stuff then we focused on how to leverage our professional skills Now, what if you've got a qualification such as an ACCA Chartership in accountancy? What if you're an expert in the HR department? All of these amazing professional skills that um, people bring to the table, how can we actually generate revenue from that online? And we showed you a whole bunch of ways in order to do that. There's more on the list, but we actually highlighted some categories for you to get started. Now we are speaking today about the creative method. How do we leverage our creative skills that we have, art, music, writing, plus more that we'll discuss today in order to generate a revenue online. Okay, that's. It. I'm gonna take a pause and a deep breath and hand over to Kyle to say hi and maybe talk about what we're doing today in a bit more detail.
1: Sure, so as you just saw, we're starting to put together that website. It's still very early draft. I started building that yesterday. Um, but all of this information is going to be in a nice easy to access location for you Um, and we've been splitting up over this week into different sections because there is just so much out there you could be doing and uh, when I first put together the list of 200 plus items I realized this is really useful but we need to be able to guide people through what it is you know that's actually relevant to them Um, so that's the purpose of this week and I hope it's been useful for you. Based on that today is what we're calling creative. Um, but there's a lot of overlap with um, Nowadays, obviously for a lot of people, creative work is their profession. Um, they are professionally, they're a professional creator. Um, so what we're talking about today, it will still have elements of the professional. It'll be about finding gigs. It'd be about potentially even finding jobs in the creative industry. Um, but it's also more more open to people who have a hobby. Um, or they do a craft and they're looking to monetize that moving down the line. So we'll be speaking to both. Uh, We'll be talking to people who are already professionals in the creative industry and how you can continue to do this um, work from home. And then we'll be talking to people who are creative, but they don't necessarily uh, generate an income from it. They're not professional creative, but maybe that's something you want to do um, now that you are isolated. I was actually talking to a friend of mine who is a, Oh, do you, he's a VFX editor, so he does the kind of visual touch-up on films and TV, mm. um, so kind of adding explosions and stuff, although it sounds very exciting, and uh, he he assures me it's not. It's mainly removing background pixels from behind <laughs> a celebrity's head for, for several weeks at a time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he's been furloughed, and he's not just on 80% income. His company has also topped that up um, to 100%, so he's on like, a paid holiday, and he's sitting at home with all of these amazing vfx and video editing skills with no work to do um <laughs> and so this i'm hoping this kind of guide would be useful for people like that to have all of these creative skills and then suddenly it's like well okay how can i now challenge this um sorry, I love challenge that. This.
0: Yeah. yeah and the list is endless so that's a great example um but very recently this week we've had the logo created for the bbo show so that is somebody out there in the world who's created something using their creative skills and it's in the field of pixel art so this is a pixel artist we we wanted to go for that kind of vibe because the, we're nerds basically yeah we're like what logo do we want this is our project let's do exactly what we want and we're like, oh, what...
1: do you like stardew valley yeah stardew valley is great
0: it, that art's amazing, right? Let's create a logo based on that. So that's, in and, and the magic is when it's your project, you can just do what the hell you want. Okay, so that person, for example, has been at home. You leveraged his skill set, which is a pixel artist, very niche, um, and made some cash. I think we paid him something like between fifty and seventy pound uh, to create that logo for us. So that's an example of somebody else leveraging. The online world to uh, make money from their creative skill. What other areas would you say uh, you know fall into this category? It can be so niche. that's an example, pixel art. I mean, absolutely
1: massive. So obviously, when people think of creativity, they're thinking art and design. Yes, we're going to cover those, but we're also talking about music. We're talking about um, craft. So we're mm. going to be looking at Etsy later and. I haven't been on Etsy for a while and then the, the range of things you can buy on there is now just, just mind-blowing yeah um, we'll also be talking about what well, the other ones music photography stock photography is amazing even if you are not a photographer and this is something I might start doing because I've been looking at it and it's great
0: okay, um, I'm looking forward to that part as well yeah, yeah
1: and then t-shirts merch that's kind of design as well we'll, we'll be going through a lot of different things Depending on what your particular creative skill is, though, um, it's hard for us to cover absolutely every um, facet of monetizing creativity. Um, So, we will be kind of talking at the end of each section about how you would find the particular services and the particular websites for your particular niche. So, we'll cover the big ones um, art design, music, photography, uh, craft, um, but we'll also be giving you hints because if you're Sorry, hints. we'll be giving you tips about how to find your niche because if you're sitting mm. there at home like well uh, what about my macrame um i don't know doilies or whatever something very specific
0: i don't even know what that is so yeah that's very specific
1: yeah yeah actually i'm sure you can find it on etsy but we'll <laughs> we'll go into that as we go along yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, anything so um uh, dress design graphic designing uh, graphic design for websites logo creation uh yeah there's the list is endless um, but I, I I like that structure. so if you if you're thinking yesterday, oh my god, I don't have the professional skills I don't I'm not a HR expert, I'm not an accountancy person. that's not my world at all. My world is the creative arts. Um, we spoke very much on the education slash English language day about writing um, but would writing fall into this category as well?
1: So, if you were going to talk about writing, it would be about creative writing. Yeah. Um, we poetry. Talked pre- yeah, we talked previously about freelance writing, which is mainly writing for businesses who need content. They need blog content, they need um, editorial content, etc. There's less of a market for writing poetry, um, for example, or f- uh, for um, uh, creative writing. But there still is some um, yeah. actually on Fiverr. There are gigs for that. Uh, people yeah. who will write you, write you a poem or write you a haiku or whatever. So we will cover those kind of things.
0: Yeah. But essentially, this is very much a case of if you remember what we've been talking about this week, which is uh, right now we're not focused on building an entire business, although that's mine, mine and Carl's passion, building an entire business off your creative skill set. This is actually what can I do immediately, leveraging some tools and techniques off the big list of income generation ways. To actually generate some cash so almost transactional uh effect this is my skill set hey you need a service the market exists the demand exists here's my service i exchange it for cash that's the focus of this week just to really help out anybody going through st- the crazy situation with the, what's going on right now so that's the focus so if you're thinking okay you're going to talk about how do i become uh, how do i build a business off creating logos or how do i become the go-to person for creating logos that's not really the focus here that is a passion of mining cars but we'll talk about that in future bbo show episodes this is very much a uh, the transactional side of things how can you generate cash online very quickly that's the focus mm-hmm. so you're gonna kick us off with the first one yeah um so we actually covered this uh
1: yesterday but it's very relevant the creative industry as well um so i didn't want to ignore it there are marketplaces out there where you can go and you can pick up gigs so they tend to be short-term gigs um so like the logo design we were just talking about that is something where we will work with this guy for a couple of weeks and we pay him 50 quid or whatever and he does uh, four hours of work i don't know what it is but Mm -hmm. there are lots of websites on there which are basically marketplaces where you can either look for jobs that you know you can fulfill or you can post a profile up there with the skills that you bring to the table and the services that you provide. We talked um, in detail in the first half of yesterday's show about this so we'll go through it relatively quickly but it's important that you know about these if you are creative. Um, So specifically there's Fiverr There's Mm F-I-V-E-R-R, there's Upwork, there's People Per Hour, there's Flex Jobs, there's Solid Gigs, there's Freelancer.com. There's a whole range of these um, different platforms where you can find gigs. Um, Everything's in the list, in the uh, Google Sheet, plus it's going to be on the website that you just got a preview of. Um, In terms of range, it's pretty much everything like just absolutely everything Mm. um most of these will be um digitally produced and delivered so it won't be it won't necessarily be things like oh do an oil painting of this landscape photo Or
0: create a wedding card or physical wedding card or whatever it's going to be digital yeah
1: Uh, they do have wedding cards but it would be a you design a pdf and then that person will go and print Mm. it um Mm. for you but in terms of I, I recommend you just go onto Fiverr and have a look at the different categories because it's absolutely massive. I'm there now: um, illustration, game design, business card stationery, album cover design. That's pretty cool. Mm. G- graphics for streamers. We could use some of that. That'd be nice. Yeah. Architecture and interior design. So you can get CAD drawings, uh, character modeling, packaging design, storyboard, tattoo design, podcast cover. I, I mean, I'm skipping through things here. Car apps poster design, brochure, postcard, catalog, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Fantastic. This is just in the graphics and design, but there's also writing, uh, there's video and animation, there's music and audio, there's other big categories, and absolutely everything you could, uh, any service you could provide will be in here.
0: Interesting. So uh, what I would say is look, we we've got to be conscious that we can't a repeat a lot of what we spoke spoke about yesterday. So if you go back to episode eight, if you're thinking, right, well, I've never really approached a website like Fiverr, Upwork, People Per Hour, um, and all these other amazing marketplaces. We uh, we list out a just a really simple step by step process on how to get started on the platform, and actually some yep. tips and techniques in order to get some traction and some traffic towards your product or service offering uh, in the creative space. So, the, so the setup for creative is very similar to the professional setup. Um, so just go check out episode eight. We start speaking about it uh, about midway through, but just go go check out check that out. There's going to be a lot of overlap uh, in that section. So. episode eight is where we really go into a bit more detail
1: the only addition would be make sure you have um, a good representation of your portfolio on fiverr so Mm -hmm. when we talked about it from a a business point of view it's kind of harder to show visual examples of your work whereas if you are doing graphics or graphic design or illustration obviously you can put um, portfolio examples on there that's going to be really important
0: yeah absolutely um, but um yeah,
1: so f- we're not going to go into it in huge detail because you can look at yesterday's video, just, just go onto Fiverr, go onto Upwork, see what's available. And you'll probably be browsing through the categories and think, oh yeah, yeah. I can do these things.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. And uh, one of the tips from yesterday was, uh, start with one, get, get a niche, uh, try get a niche as possible. And that makes sense when you watch yesterday's episode. Um, so. Okay, so that's Fiverr, Upwork. What other places can creative people access mm-hmm. yeah, as as, part, as well as Fiverr and places like that?
1: So Fiverr and Upwork and freelancer.com, et cetera, are fantastic because they have everything. So mm-hmm. if I'm a business owner and I need to hire um, creatives to you know, help with my brand, it's great. It's like a, a one-stop shop. I can go and get anything I want from Fiverr. From your side though, as a creative, maybe you want to be on a, a website that isn't um, everything. It's it's just for designers um, to find clients, for example, or just for um, film and post production editors to find clients. So there are industry-specific sites which might be better for your needs. Um, as we talked about yesterday, there's no reason why you shouldn't post on the general sites like Fiverr, as well as your industry, uh, your creative industry-specific sites. Mm. So. Um, these sites will be a mix of job boards, so people, businesses looking for certain skills and they want to hire you, um, as well as the ability for you to post your profile, post your portfolio, and pick up work that way. Um, if you are already operating, if you are a professional in one of these industries already, you probably already know these sites. Yeah, so yeah. there's no real point us going into a huge amount of detail. Um, so like if you are in design, it's going to be something like Dribble. Or ninety nine designs, um, where you can pick up work
0: with them. And, and just to clarify, those are the those are the websites. For example, Dribble, ninety uh, nine designs, and this is very much applicable for say, for example, you have been in employment, or you are an employer, and, and you're getting hired for a specific creative skill that you have. For example, let's take uh, VFX as your skill set. Now, if you're completely got loads of time, or you're now out of work, or you're transitioning career. You may not actually have looked at these sites. Uh, So Mm. that's the alternative uh, people. You may not have looked at it because you've already got your employer. That's where your time is spent. I don't need to worry about any other job postings. So what I like about this is it's different to the first example where you put your profile on and then people will contact you for jobs. And then you filter through that. Whereas here we're saying it's a mix of things, but here we're saying they're going to say, look, we're looking for somebody who can do this. And then you then apply for that particular job and you may be bidding and competing with a few other people. So yep. um, that's, that's just to show you the bit of the difference, but uh, that's, that's great for, so Dribbble 99designs, um, that's very good for design work. Uh, what about music and film? Cause there are two other categories that are quite common.
1: Sure. There's a bunch in, um, in music. Uh, Soundbetter is probably the kind of biggest one. Soundbetter got purchased by Spotify. So it's to help, um, artists and engineers uh, get get work which mm. can then you know help the music industry obviously uh, it tends to be session work so if you' are a freelance freelancing if you're a session singer or a session musician uh, you can pick up gigs there um, they also have jobs for engineers and um, kind of post-production as well Fantastic. So that's, that that's and then the, um... film uh, film and editing it would be mandy.com uh creative cow and production hub are probably going to be your first stops uh super old fashioned websites mandy.com and creative cow hey. yeah yeah really old-fashioned because you know i used to work in film and tv i used to use them and um, uh, they haven't changed much
0: <laughs> it's, it's, i'm going to check it out because I, I get so curious so Mandy. um Okay, I see what you mean. Okay, right, interesting. So that's that's if you uh, want to apply for a job posting. Now, what's another place that a creative person can go seek out work or have work come to them? Uh, and you've got, you've got a note here. Our subheading is contest sites. Mm-hmm. So are we saying where you're, you're bidding for work or you're competing for work? Is that what we're meaning by this?
1: Basically, there are competition websites where these are particularly good if you um, if you're just moving into the space if you're a freelance and you want to start building up your portfolio these are a good way to kind of practice with real clients um, and hopefully get paid but you're not always going to get paid so the basic of these type of sites is um, a client a business for example will go onto the website and say I want a logo uh, these are my requirements need to be this, this this and this and then lots of people will design a very basic version of that logo um and the client will choose which designer they want to work with so let's it's like you're doing a first draft as your kind of pitch to do the logo for them um and then from there you will go on and do some revisions for them so it's you are up against all the other designers uh so it's a competition in that sense so there is a chance that you just won't get paid
0: hmm that's great because the old one of the old school and it's still very much applicable is if you're starting a new business or say for example you're a coach or you're a graphic designer and one of the great tips to get started is you just go out onto social media or you go out into your uh, friends network and say look i'm giving away five free services or five free logos five free uh, cv designs whatever the creative art is here and that becomes your portfolio and potentially also allows you to gain reviews off the back of that as well. So that's the that's the the trade-off there. I'll give you a free design for a review, but also can I keep this and present this as part of my portfolio? So yep. this is a nice modern online way to do that and and keep you busy. Um, because you may not have explored this before as well, and you may say that cash is okay, but this is a nice way for me to to put my creative work out there, knowing somebody's actually gonna be. Uh, critiquing it, looking at it, and potentially could be using it for their business or product. So I quite like that.
1: Um, And if if you win, you do get paid. I mean, so mm. 99designs, for example, is one of the big, uh, they're they're the people who kind of came up with this idea as well. 99designs, they have different competition levels. And depending on which level the client pays for, more designers will design uh, a logo or illustration or whatever it is. There's a huge category range. Um so let's say I buy the bronze package. I'm a client. I want a logo and I buy bronze. That cost me three hundred dollars. Um I will get thirty logos? I think okay. it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm so
0: X, sure. X amount of people allowed to do work for that particular project. To submit.
1: Yep, yep. Yep. Um and then the person that I choose will get two hundred dollars. So ninety nine designs, for mm-hmm. example, they take about about thirty percent if if varies. But um, if you do get chosen, you do take home about 70% of what the client has paid. So it's pretty good if you do win. um, But the best way to approach it is, yes, if I win, fantastic, that's great. I get cash. If I don't, then I'm building my portfolio. I think that's the only way to go into this without getting frustrated. Because if you keep Mm. applying to competitions and keep not being chosen, I imagine that's very disheartening. Um, So instead, of you use it as a learning process, uh, and, and as ability to build up your portfolio, I think this is quite a cool way to do it.
0: Yeah, or you may be, you may just think, actually, mine's going to win. Uh, I'm the best at what I do, so go for it. Um, okay, so that's uh, contest sites. That's fantastic. So that's we're very much focusing on Fiverr, Upwork, where you put a profile on and then people come and select to you based on your profile and you're comparing yourself to other people number two is industry specific so there's websites which are like fiverr but they will post job boards but they're very much industry specific so if you're in the industry you may be aware of it if you're now transitioning out career, this is maybe a great place to go to start to get some cash and get some work in um, and the number three is contest sites so i imagine our suggestion would be just do all three there's no reason not to do all three because you never know when that cash is going to come in for each of those areas um so what's the next area you want to focus on because that's great that's some that's some marketplaces yep
1: so what we've been talking about before is um gigs basically gigs or jobs where you pick up you do the work for a certain amount of time you get the pay and that's it you move on to the next thing what uh we're going to talk about now are websites and services where you can produce something um and that is then sold from now on so Mm. uh, you create design you create website templates whatever it is that um asset is then sold from that point onwards so this is a different business model previously we were working for time um we we put in our time we put in our effort we put in our skill we get payment Mm -hmm. now these next set are going to be we create something um, whatever we create, we don't know if we're going to make any money from it, but we put it on these um, on these websites, on these services. If people buy it, we then take home cash from that. So it's, Fantastic. it's a business model
0: here. Yeah, that, that's almost like uh, making passive income off a digital asset. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a, that's another nice way to think about it. And, and that's actually great. That's the kind of... And if you watched yesterday, Carl showed us an example of that where he, he showed you a text message and he was getting cash... Uh, alerts from his uh, from from an asset that he created in the past, which he continuously gets paid for. So you so what we're saying here is you do the work once and you continuously get paid. Now there's going to be a lot of variables in terms of it's not the same as a uh, for example a property where a tenant pays you every single month or as per agreement it may be more frequent than that it may be in short spurts and spells it could be get paid once a month on the exact date it's just completely variable based on the customer and based on how the platform actually positions where where you sit etc and there's there's different ways that they will incentivize you in different ways that they will position your piece of work on there um so it's great, especially as well, if you already have a bank of work that may mm. be sitting there that you may have just thought, oh, this is, this is not going to make me any money or I have to physically go, go out myself and sell it. I have to be the sales and marketing machine to sell my work. If you've got a big portfolio of work already, uh, these areas that we're going to explore may be somewhere where you just actually, oh my God, I've got all this work. I upload it and potentially I can get paid passively off the back of that. So just want to expand on that in terms of a concept yeah it's uh, a different
1: it's a different model um from the getting paid for your time
0: Mm. Um, so let's dive into it so the first one we've got is art and design yeah
1: um i mean there's quite a few for design in particular but i've pulled this one out because it also includes art um obviously there's uh, i'm not going to get into this debate but there's uh, there is a barrier between the two um but Society6, which is the name of this website, is really cool because you can actually upload your fine art prints um, and your fine art work that you've done um, and they have a market for that. So the basic idea with this website and with a lot of the websites we're going to be talking about is you create something, you upload a digital version of that, so whether that's going to be a PDF or maybe a Photoshop file, maybe it's an Illustrator file, whatever it is, you mm. upload that onto their service. Um, and then they will sell that to, to their clients. Um, in the case of Society6, they will take your designs and they will print them onto various items. So for example, I'm picking this up. This is a coaster and it has some kind of flower on this. This was probably designed by somebody.
0: Yeah, that would probably work for that process, yeah. Yeah,
1: So, uh, and this is a bit of wood. So Society6 would be able to take uh, an image that you have designed like this, print it onto a piece of wood like this, and sell it to um, to people around the world. They also do it with prints, which go up on the wall. They do it with um, cushions. They do it. They actually print onto furniture, which I found amazing. Like you can That's print amazing. onto a tabletop. Didn't know you could do that, but yep. Um, so they they will take your designs. They will take your artwork, and they can put it onto many, many, many different formats. Um, they deal with the printing. They deal with the shipping. All you need to do is upload your files. And if customers who come to the website like that stuff, they will go ahead and purchase it. Society6 deals with everything else and then give you a cut. Mm. Um, for them, it's relatively low. They give you 10% of the sale. However, if it's a table that costs a couple of hundred dollars with your design printed on it, then you take a, a home a decent chunk of cash. Yeah. Um, so that's just one. I wanted to highlight because it gives us an introduction to how this process works. You upload your artwork in a high quality digital format um, and they will find different things to put it on and then market it to uh, to the public.
0: Yeah, that's great. Fantastic. Um, so that's a piece of art and that's using Society6. Now you've got another item here on the notes, which is creativemarket.com. Yep. Um, what's that focused on? What What do they want? So from... we've
1: we've used this one quite a lot. I don't know if you know this one, but
0: yeah, I don't know.
1: So Creative Market, um, Creative Market, um, instead of printing onto physical objects, they basically sell through your, uh, your designs, whatever you've created. So I've used Creative Market in particular to download, um, like templates for PowerPoint. Um, uh, I understand. Yes. Yeah. So, so when we have done courses in the past, we wanted it to look flash. And lovely so we spent a bit of money getting these pre-built templates uh, so, so we, we we've design. used it
0: as the end client the, the person who's actually purchasing um, yep. so potentially you could be designing for a business like ours who needs uh templates or presentations as, as as you've said
1: yep so it might be a website template it might be a template for a um a brochure it might be a presentation um format template etc uh they sell lots of things like that also fonts um Logos, obviously, everyone sells logos. Um, But Creative Market allows you to upload your InDesign files, your Photoshop files, whatever it is, directly onto their site. Um, When somebody makes a purchase, you get 30% of whatever that purchase is. Hmm. So these are, I wanted to highlight these two because they're slightly different. Uh, Society sticks, take your digital file, and then they stick it onto physical objects and send the physical objects out, whether it's a phone case or a chest of drawers. Um, that's that business and then creative market basically sell through your digital files so if you've created a pdf uh, template they will sell it to somebody and then give you 30 percent. yeah fantastic so,
0: so we of- created a workbook recently so we ran a live workshop and we created a workbook rather than us create the entire design template of the entire workbook uh, is this where we got the workbook from the original yeah. template. Yeah. So, for example, we say fifty bucks. I think maybe. So, yeah. so fifty. Uh, say fifty dollars as an example. Creative Marketplace will take thirty percent of that, and mm. you will keep the rest. Uh, and that's pretty 30,
1: pretty sweet. Thirty-five dollars. Yeah.
0: Mm, that's a pretty sweet deal because for that thirty percent, they're marketing it, they're hosting it, um they're selling it, they're, they're managing the e-commerce side of things, and then they just transfer your money. So that's a that's a pretty good deal. So if you've got digital products or you think uh, templates you've got cracking PowerPoint presentations or keynote presentations as a structure, then think about somewhere like this, about uploading it. Again, you may have all of this already sitting in a hard drive and you just haven't leveraged it. You didn't realize that you could make some cash from it. So that's a good, good, good spot. And I, didn't, I had no idea we actually used that ourselves. So that's great. Mm. That's art and design. So the next place we wanted to cover with you was music. What if you're a music professional, uh, you've got a music passion or you or, or music is your passion but you actually work in an, an, a conventional day job which you may not love but that that pays the bills and i imagine there's a lot of music artists in this situation there's a lot of people in the situation where they love to do an art for a full-time income but that's not necessarily the case now you may be at home for two three four weeks i think from listening to it now they've extended lockdown by another three weeks that's another three weeks to now explore your music profession Uh, and actually potentially make some cash from it so music is the area we can focus on now and how does this work
1: sure so previously we looked at sound better which is gigs um Mm -hmm. you'd be hired to produce a piece of music or uh to to play an instrument or a
0: jingle or something Yeah. yeah yeah
1: for a certain gig um what we're talking about now is you produce content and then you upload it to a website and people will purchase it to use in their it's going to be TV, film, and uh, I imagine a lot of it will be in ads, ads and commercials. Um, so people can purchase your music. They can purchase a license to it for use in their own creative work. Hmm. Um, so so very similar to if you're on Creative Market, but we're just uploading audio files instead of PDFs. Um, so there's a few here. We have Musicbed, Musicvine, Marmoset, and Song Songfreedom, um, all of them are basically set and forget you set up a profile you upload your tracks uh, you tag them so that people know like if i'm searching for an epic soundtrack to put on you know in my epic film then if it's tagged correctly then i'll be able to find your song i'll be able to license it and then you take a cut
0: yeah it could be rock it could be jingle it could be r&b hip-hop like just something that uh, is recognizable uh, so somebody can quickly search it as well again niche is probably a good idea here, where if, if, you, if there's somebody who's got a, a particular sound in mind, if your search term is relatable to that, then they can quickly pick that up and find it easily amongst all of the, the other items that may be on there, uh, c- yep. competitive tracks, etc. So that's great. So music, essentially, what we're saying is they just upload it. And uh, how, how does somebody get paid here? I don't know the percentages actually. I tried
1: to look into this, but they were. But they, but, but they get
0: paid every time it's used, or how, yeah. does it work on a license fee? Maybe
1: it's a license fee, and then they they are given a royalty based on that license mm, fee. Fantastic. Up, but I imagine it would be. Um, it's probably seventy percent. So this seventy thirty split uh, tends to be standard. I don't know if it's because Apple pay that for the <laughs> yeah. apps. It might be. It's yeah. very very standard. Um, mm so if you do want to find out how much uh, you get paid a lot of the time you can just type in the name of the um the company and then literally how much pay or what percentage
0: yeah um, pop that into google and you'll get an answer
1: yeah for whatever it is um that's generally enough i'm just doing it for music bed quickly um and all of these websites will have uh will have that information on it So if they're asking you to sign up as a contributor, as an artist, they're going to tell you what the terms are beforehand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There'll be an agreement. There'll be a terms that you'll accept digitally, typically. So, yeah, that will all be transparent. But the idea, the concept here is that the music, um, you upload it and then you get paid. Whether it's a license fee, whether it's via royalty, whether it's a one off, whether they pay you every time it's used. Will depend on their specific service, but the the key here is it. If you've got again a music bank, or you're thinking, okay, this is a great time for me to produce music per their spec, and you have that skill set, then by all means, that's another avenue for you to explore. So this is a part which I'm excited about, where we're talking about photography, because uh, Carl Carl uh, uh, put a bit of a hook out, which said he's excited about it. So what's what's uh, special about this? So so in the simple process is. Again, working very sim- similar to music, I imagine where you put a photo on and you get paid depending on the usage, whether it's a license, one-off or royalty.
1: Sure. Pretty much. There's a few different, uh, pricing models that they use. Um, so I'll talk about how you get okay. paid. So this is cool. Even if you are not a professional photographer or especially if you're not a professional photographer, you can get paid. Um, you can, so basically there are stock photo services in the world stock photos are just uh like i said yeah photos that are held in stock to be used by businesses to be used by websites etc we use them a lot when we're designing websites because we need images and we're not going to go out like let's say i need a picture of a london uh, like a red telephone box yeah yeah For for a background of a website i'm not going to go out and find a red telephone box and take a photo of it i'm going to look and see what's available online if i have to spend a few dollars to get that fine Um, Hmm. it's made my life as a website designer a lot easier it's going to be the same with businesses every time you see a business brochure from a great big bank or something they're probably not going out and taking all the photos. Um, of of that company.
0: happy family. Yeah, yeah, we happy invested stock. in this bank and were so happy about it. Yeah, um, It's quite probably quite hard to find. So they, yeah. they would use a stock photo, yeah.
1: I'm so happy with this bank. Yeah, they'll <laughs> buy a stock photo. And there's some big names here. There's Shutterstock that you've probably heard of. Uh, there's Getty, who yep, have historically been a massive... Um, bank
0: every celebrity for example uh, a picture you see online has a getty logo in the getty corner, images so yeah. getty images massive
1: um adobe so adobe who make um photoshop they have their own stock company called adobe scott uh, adobe stock and then there's a few others like i stock photo and stockymo who it's Stockimo, Stockimo, who's mm-hmm. owned by Alamy. alami is like getty they're a giant um, oh, okay. photo agency um also all of this is relevant to video as well so stock photos and stock video um so if you're thinking i don't like taking photos but i love taking you know time-lapse videos or whatever there's a market here
0: yeah yeah
1: um, i'm going to talk about shutterstock in particular because it's one of the largest um yeah. and there's a lot of information about them out there so the basic process is you apply, you send them 10 photos. They're not looking for artistic beauty. They're not looking for like just perfect composition. They just want to see that you can competently ha- handle a camera, that it's not massively overexposed or blurry or whatever. They just need to see that they're filtering you out. Um, so, filtering out the complete and not crap, mm-hmm. um, and making sure you can at least take a decent photo. Um, But the whole point of these stock photos is if I'm creating a website, I don't necessarily want something that is massively creative and artsy because the more um, subjectivity and the more uh, artistic interpretation that's been put into that image itself, the less useful it is for me to stick on the head of a website.
0: Correct, because that, that would actually be sought out. So for example, if I'm creating a website or a marketing brochure, if I've got a very specific image I want, I'm then going to invest the time in a photographer yeah, um, who will actually go and create that for me? So what we're saying is we don't want that. We want the opposite of that. Something yeah. which can be used. Yeah,
1: you really want something relatively generic. Um, yeah. Which is why I'm saying you do not need to be like a high-end artistic photographer to to send stock photos into these services. A lot of the time, the things that would do well, you'd actually look at the photo and be like, "Well, that's that's a bit crap," but for whatever reason, it has a business use. It has a market. Um, used in the head of a bank brochure, whatever it is. Um, That's where the money is, not necessarily Mm. the beautiful, beautiful um, images. So, oh, the one thing I I saw, which is really interesting is it's a good idea to leave kind of negative space. So an empty space in the photo where people can put images, sorry, they can put text. So they can overlay it with um, text copy, which I was thinking that's something I have a lot of problem with whenever I use an image on a website, because often you want to put text over the top, but if the image is too busy, you can't do it. Um, so there are ways to produce images that are going to be appealing on these services. Um,
0: mm. So, so if, okay. if I gave you my opinion as, so me and Carla own a digital marketing agency. Okay. So when we run Facebook ads or YouTube ads or whatever, it's based on an image or a video. So that image, uh, a percentage of the time will actually be something from Shutterstock or a stock image that we may pay for. There's other places that we access these uh, as well. And you're, you're 100% right there, Carl, because I will select the image uh, or the team creating that specific ad will select the image so that the, the title can appear here and the image can be, appear here. Um, and it's very much so, or it could be underneath. So I will try and match it, what I have in my mind for marketing material but i always prefer space in the image for text so uh, if always
1: your yeah. image is like really close this cat on a mug like really close yeah that's going to be a useless image for us to use as business owners for example
0: mm. um, i can't um, write bbo.show on there yeah but, even, even yeah. if it's
1: a better photo it's not necessarily going to be the best photo for yeah. for sale anyway so talking about um how much you get the if so Shutterstock in particular have different ways uh, for clients, for their customers to access the photos. Um, They try and push people into a subscription, so you pay let's say $30 a month and you get access to 100 photos per month. Um, Hmm. That's the kind of normal thing. You can also buy photos on demand, so you're like, nope, I just want one photo, I want that photo of of a cat on a mug. Um, So they're the two main models. If your photo is chosen as part of a subscription, you get a relatively small amount. It's about 25 cents. That goes up the more you sell. Um, I think it goes up to about 40 or 50 cents mm. uh, once you're at a higher level. And if somebody picks your photo directly, you get about a um, dollar mm. 40, a dollar 50, like one-off, and okay. that's fine. So the trick here is to have a lot of photos, a lot of photos that do get chosen. Um, the popular photos get more popular, so are ratings as well. Um, and so, I personally know somebody who um, she travels the world and takes photos. And I'm not talking about um, beautiful photos of landmarks or anything like that. It's mainly streets. So, if I needed like a Mediterranean street scene, that's quite a niche thing. Nice, uh, yeah. So she just takes photos of a pharmacy in, you know, in Italy or whatever. So something that. If I if I had to go and get that photo, it would cost me a lot of money. But to purchase it on the website is obviously cheap. Um, I know she makes at least a thousand pound a month for that automatically, just passive, absolutely passive. And these are not beautiful photos, and she knows they're not beautiful photos, and yeah. they don't have to be.
0: She's um, under, understood what people want, what they what they what they're looking for, what the end customer needs from these photographs, yeah. uh, which is which is the mindset to have here, and um, because we're not we're not going to be hanging this on a gallery, so don't think about. It, like from that artist, artistic perspective, we're thinking about uploading photographs that are practical, usable, um, can appear in marketing documents. So that's that's great, and that's a great case study there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, Shutterstock is apparently the one that pays the best. Um, some of these sites have exclusivity. So normally we've been saying, hey, you need you should just upload to everything. Check the terms and conditions. Um, upload to as many as you can, and upload in volume. There's nothing really stopping you from just uploading all of your holiday snaps of you know Italian streets or whatever it is. And once you've
0: um, got approved, yeah. So tag- once you've got approved um, mm-hmm. and they're like, actually, we'd love to have you on the platform. Then it's a case of having a look in your in your library and then getting it up getting it yep. up on board, yeah.
1: And go nuts. The the main like work there is tagging and adding descriptions and metadata, which does take time. So maybe mm. you don't want to do ten
0: thousand. Yeah. Um, uh, so just just another one is uh, I would say. As well as that, uh, photography that we've used a lot for clients also features actual people. So if you are, and again, just just from a business perspective, uh, it's not my personal opinion, but if you are attractive, you're good looking, maybe you're, uh, you're tall, maybe your your family's like the most photogenic family ever, and you're comfortable putting them on this kind of platform, um, then consider that as well, because a lot of the photos we use, say, like, I think one time when he was creating a website, all I could see is the same person, the gentleman's face on uh, so many of these photographs. So obviously they prepared and done that in advance, good looking guy. Um, uh, and it's, he's doing, he's either on a laptop, uh, really generic. He's either using a laptop or he's playing tennis, like these super generic photographs, which can be used in so many places. Um, so I think if you're if you're just good looking just leverage that so i wouldn't be able to do that but yeah
1: if you are taking photos of people make sure you get a release from them because otherwise you cannot sell the photo
0: yeah so don't secret. i'm not talking about secretly going oh that person's really good looking take a photograph make cash on them not that we're talking about if you know if you know somebody if it's you yourself uh your partner can take photographs for you and go check out so i'd say the best thing to do is go check out shutterstock to see what we mean by generic and simple and usable and practical versus artistic um but also the, f- the final finish on these photos is also great so i think there's some level of competency required which is you know you naturally might have a creative skill here
1: yeah yeah mm. yeah sorry we're not we're not crapping on your photography skill we're just saying there's yeah if, yeah for the market um it's it doesn't require the most artistic uh work that you can do
0: yeah um so shutterstock's a great example and we we put lots of pictures on this so anything else you want to add in this section because that's a great one because anybody can do that um yeah,
1: um, uh, yeah drone drone footage that's ah, so interesting it sells really well or at least it did uh, about six months ago probably still does um because it's relatively uncommon uh i know someone else actually a friend of a friend who just goes around the world with a drone so it's international footage uh, travel footage with a drone, and it's. Just that's bank um so because it's relatively uncommon still
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: do quite well from that obviously flying a drone around right now is maybe not allowed i don't know but,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but maybe that not allowed but but yeah drone footage during coronavirus i'm sure i'm sure somebody i was talking to gina about this the other day it'd be great if somebody they've got satellite images but if if actually the government or some some parties hired people to start to photograph what the world is like right now where it's london the streets of london drone footage just to show how different the landscape is when we're all sitting at home how's the light affecting us um i'm sure whoever does that will make bank on shutterstock or something like that as well
1: i was thinking about this yesterday actually because so i've had the virus and i've got through it and it was rubbish but i should now be immune Mm. um so when they release the lockdown obviously i'm not gonna break that but going out and uh taking photos of london a deserted yeah. i think yeah. that would uh, probably be useful because you know all the news agencies at the moment they love having these deserted oxford <laughs> ox- circus with no people in it it's like yeah doom and gloom they love
0: that kind of stuff they so love they- that stuff that sells apparently yeah. um awesome so artists out there doing it already yeah 100 so so photography is another method and that's a great one because it's actually accessible to um not only everybody with a amazing photography skill but somebody who's maybe a hobbyist or somebody who's maybe done a photography course and never really understood how to make some cash from it, this may be a great place to start. Um, The next one looks cool, which is also uh, t-shirts and merchandise. Uh, So t-shirts, merchandise, merchandise probably being a wider topic here. Um, So uh, you've researched this. So let's let's, uh, just maybe explore that slightly.
1: So this is an interesting one. It's similar to things like Society6, where you you send in a design and it's printed on different things which are then shipped to uh, to people around the world. So that's T-shirts, nice. uh, hoodies, phone cases, etc. Most of these uh, companies that we're going to be talking about now started with T-shirt printing, but then they expanded and they print on most accessories. Anything. Yeah, anything. Yeah, laptop vinyls, laptop cases, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, So there's a few. There's Redbubble. There is Teespring. Uh, that's T-E-E, Spring. There's T-Mill, T-E-E, Mill and Threadless, Um, all pretty similar. I'd say Redbubble is probably the most expansive, like they will print
0: anything on anything. And remember Um, these links are all available in the big list. So in the description below, there's a link uh, and that will take you to the sheets whilst we get the website sorted. So it looks a bit more prettier, a bit more information in there for you. So the links are there. So don't think, okay, Redbubble, don't need to write that down. Just go check out the link, uh, bring up the spreadsheet, and all of everything we speak about will be in there. Now, if you are, again, like I've mentioned all week, if you're unsure where to start, maybe you're debating Redbubble or Teespring or T-mill uh, or want a a few questions answered or what means Carla speaking about, then just join us in the Slack group. Many of the listeners who are listening as early. Uh, listeners to the show at the moment are actually doing that. So they're joining the Slack group uh, just come have a conversation with us or each other, because there's a general interest uh, going on. So that link is also in the description below, which is the Slack group. So I'll, I'll look forward to chatting to the listeners in there. That's exciting. Yeah, um,
1: come, so, come help each other. Everyone's in the same boat right now. So exactly. We, have, um, we want everyone to be helping everyone, you know?
0: Yeah, I think yesterday, one of the listeners who joined the Slack group told us they joined... Um, so, no, two days ago, we were talking about teachers and English, mm. and they joined three or four different sites. Um, so, what's great is now, if they've got any questions, or they can now share their experience with other people to say, Look, I'm, I've got English. From memory, that person's a teacher as well. Mm. So, they could be potentially doubling their salary, uh, leveraging some of those tools that we shared with them on Tuesday, Wednesday, from memory. So, okay, back to t shirts and merchandise.
1: Yep. Um, so, Unlike Society6, where it's going to be really beautiful uh, designs, that's what they're mainly looking for, uh, Redbubble, Teespring, T-Mail, etc. Uh, there's going to be a lot of kind of film and TV uh, inspired. Pop culture. And- yeah, lots of pop culture. Um, it tends to be more poppy kind of graphic design uh, rather than art per se. So different markets and um, go and have a look and see what's there a lot of Japanese-inspired anime and manga um, stuff. Hmm. So the, the reason I wanted to talk about these ones in particular, rather than just lump them in with Society6, um, is that a couple of years ago, uh, on-demand T-shirt printing was... It was the center of... Um, Basically, a get rich quick scheme, uh, not scheme. A um, gold it, rush. It
0: was a gold rush. Yeah. R- yeah.
1: It, it's like if you want to have an online business, then you should just sell t shirts online. Mm-hmm. That was the basic message. Um, and yes, you can absolutely make money on using t shirts and printing on things. Um, but it's not, you're not going to retire on a beach immediately just by designing one t
0: shirt. Um, yeah. Now, especially not once everybody starts to do it. So I'm sure there was a tiny window. Mm-hmm. Um, this but was that, yeah.
1: yeah. This was the main problem. So the business model is absolutely fantastic here. It's it's something called print on demand, um, which I'm sure we'll be talking about um, in multiple weeks, um, again and again over the over the next few months. But print on demand is very different to how most manufacturing is done. Mm-hmm. Normally, when I manufacture, let's say I want to print T-shirts uh, with a logo on it, I would have to print ten thousand, twenty thousand at a time to make it economically viable. However, the problem with that is I then have 20,000 t-shirts sitting in a warehouse. It costs me money to keep them in the warehouse. It cost me, uh, money to ship them out, obviously it's like, uh, and it cost me money up front a huge amount of capital cost to get it yeah. printed the or reason they're it's sitting p- in
0: your lounge or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: The reason it's done is because the per unit cost is only cheap when you print. A large amount if you were to print one t-shirt at a time is normally cost prohibitive yeah. however there are businesses like Redbubble, teespring T Mill threadless who have worked out how to print off um, individual t-shirts and uh, one at a time cost effectively so mm-hmm. that opened up something called the print on demand revolution um, where when somebody orders they order your t-shirt with your logo design on it only then is that t-shirt printed um, so they take a blank T-shirt, they print onto it, and they ship to that customer. So yeah. there's no inventory, there's no upfront cost. What that means is it's a relatively expensive T-shirt, um, but it means you have no risk on your side as a creator. You don't have 20,000 um, printed T-shirts in your living room, as, as you just said. So uh, a base T-shirt blank, that's, what, that's just a blank T-shirt, is about $10. To mm-hmm. print and ship, uh, from okay. that's from Teespring, I think it is, um, which is a lot for for a t-shirt. If I was to print, if I was to print ten thousand t-shirts, that'd be you know less than a dollar each.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah. T so Teespring makes their cut there. They're charging you a lot to print and ship that t-shirt to your customer. However, you can charge what you want for that t-shirt. So if you set your t-shirt price at twenty-five dollars. Uh, teespring will take their ten dollars to print it and ship it and then you pocket fifteen dollars mm-hmm. so you can see from a business model point of view why everyone got really excited it's like oh there's no risk because i don't need to uh
0: have a business and overheads and yeah, yeah. warehouses there's and no logistics
1: entry. there's no capital investment etc yeah. i just make fifteen dollars every time i sell my fifth my twenty five dollar t-shirt so from a business point of view it's like great the problem was everyone saw that's a really good business and they rushed in um with their t-shirt designs and it meant the 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 supply of really cool design t-shirts and phone cases and hoodies or whatever rose through the roof and discoverability the ability to be found and sell t-shirts became quite difficult um Mm -hmm. so a lot of people rushed into it expecting to get very rich very quickly and then they didn't sell anything
0: yeah so it's almost like a google uh a google homepage. it's like if your design features on google homepage or on t-shirt page number one then there's a higher chance of you now being discovered but if you're lost on page 157 then the likelihood of you for making 15 massively reduced so that's probably where they are now in terms of a supply and demand
1: yep yeah. so we i wanted to highlight them because for a lot of created and a lot of people in graphic design and illustration this will be uh, an obvious route to go down if you do cool designs and yeah stick on the t-shirt see if you can make some money absolutely fine um, it still works as a business model but it's a very busy market you need to be aware of this thankfully it doesn't cost you any money to get started it's just uploading your uh, designs which is great um, what I would say is this is really powerful if it is combined with you building up an audience with you building a tribe however you do that so you might have a podcast um maybe you have a a heavy metal band or something and you want to sell t-shirts absolutely fine if you have these existing uh people who are interested in what you do then you can yeah
0: so youtubers so so youtubers who have a massive viewership uh something they do very quickly uh if you look at some of the biggest youtubers is sell merchandise via their own website
1: and that would be print on demand. They're not yes. ordering um, a thousand t-shirts. They're not ordering you know, often. They'll put their slogan or whatever on a, um, on a coffee cup They they're not sitting with 5,000 coffee cups at home. That's all print on demand. Um, so they can make money from it because they already have an audience. They already have a tribe. Um, so absolutely. But, uh, be aware of just thinking you can start printing t-shirts and you're going to get rich. Um, yeah. Yeah. you need people to care about other things you're doing as well.
0: Yeah, that message probably was relevant and applicable for about 30 minutes um until it's becomes discoverable. By the time that we've heard it around the world, it's n- is no longer a gold rush. It's done. There's there's going to be a handful of people who already leveraged that side of things. So but but t-shirts and merch is great. Um again it's hey look ultimately also as besides from the fact that you can potentially make some cash from it, somebody in the world who's ordered your design to be put on a t-shirt is also a pretty cool concept in general anyway. uh, It means your art is finally out there in the form of a piece of merchandise. If you do have a audience, actually, if you have a community or you built a community, then you may want to introduce this to them. You may have been toying with the idea, um, but hopefully now the model now is explained. uh, Also, you know, print on demand and and build on demand items is not still public knowledge. So for example, um, you know, print on demand also applies to books. It applies to t-shirts, it applies to merchandise. So we often meet clients who are not aware that that is uh, even a thing. They're, they're thinking, okay, well, I've got to order this many books in order to be able to sell them. Yep. Not necessarily the case. Um, the
1: traditional model
0: the traditional model. So this has evolved. Uh, it, it is still a new thing, but it's it's quite a revolutionary model. So I would say hopefully now just take that into awareness. If you take one thing away from it, it is that you don't necessarily have to print a whole bunch of stuff, just leverage um, websites and marketplaces like this that provide a print-on-demand service, which hopefully should save you a lot of cash and capital risk going in. Yeah. All mm. right. Uh, this
1: is going off script but i just talked about building up an audience building a tribe uh for your and then you can sell t-shirts and merchandise etc if you are genuinely extremely creatively talented one thing that i've seen working really well um and i'm going to pull up a quick example yeah is is using things like patreon and using twitch to live create in front of people um yeah i love that and show people how you're making things, how you are, uh, you, your process, etc. So I'm gonna pull up, um, this is an artist called uh, Asia, or Asia Ladowska, um, mm-hmm. so she does, she? Yeah, she does um, manga and anime, well, manga art, um, and she's extremely talented, she's just published a book which called Sketch with Asia, is over there, I can see it. Um, what she does, which is really cool, is she has a Twitch channel, where she will live draw these um, you can see smart so stuff like this. she will go through the processes and show people how she does it. So she's educating at the same time as creating this. And this is probably for a patreon as well. Um, so she's getting she's getting suggestions from her uh, from her community. She's then live um, doing these images on her computer. While streaming them onto Twitch, building up this audience, and then she has a Patreon here where mm-hmm. you can, she gets paid. Um, you can join up for a dollar a month, five dollars a month, or ten dollars a month. She has 590 Patreons, so minimum, if they're all on this one, that's five hundred dollars a month. Maximum, that's five uh, that's six thousand dollars a month. So it's probably between it's probably a few thousand. Um,
0: so, so what does she offer? I'm curious, what does she offer in each level as an example? So what does a, what's the benefit to somebody saying, supporting her? Cause that's also ultimately what we're doing. There's artists out there who've got these amazing talents. And what we're saying is we want to support them, uh, whether it's um, they running podcasts. I mean, there's podcasts out there, which just run on people's passion alone. You know, mm-hmm. they're not getting paid any cash. So there's lots of ways to now support artists, whether they're professionals, whether they're creative artists, music artists uh illustrators like this um maybe somebody's got a show they're running and you want to be able to support them what kind of features does she offer her members as such
1: sure so the basic one you get access to additional posts so see this one here oh no that's a five dollar post there are some of these here we go unlock this post by becoming a patron so if you give her a dollar a month you get additional access to some of her work so it's extremely basic extremely basic. Um, at the $5, it starts to become more interesting. You have things like these process steps. Um, so this is what I was talking about. She does these guided walkthrough videos, um, but then she also uploads process steps. So it's like step one, step two, step three. So it's for people who want to start to uh, emulate her work. They want to learn how to draw themselves. Mm. Um, Include And a Photoshop layered file of digital pieces, scanned line lined art if available, so you can try to color it yourself. A photograph of all the tools I've used for each illustration. Okay, so it's basically more in-depth information about her process yeah. and how she creates. All the secrets, yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wait, there's more levels. Oh, there's a $15 level too. Mm, and nice. then at $10 a month, you get, the here we are, the real-time video processes of two illustrations. Um So that will be watching her live go through illustrations, her talking about her process. Um, maybe you follow along at home. And a voiceover video lesson on a chosen subject. So, if you are paying $10 a month, you can put in suggestions like, hey, uh, I'd really like to see you draw, I don't know, uh, this character in this costume, in this yeah, album. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: She will go through that and she will talk about it um, for those patrons. Um, so, these are just, exa- oh, this is cool. Uh, so, each month you'll get a handwritten postcard with one of her works on it, and it's a different. Awesome. Oh, mailed every two months. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause if, if you've got 500, you, you'll spend the entire time doing that, but that's nice. There's a nice premium personal touch there, which is great.
1: Um, and she's just published a book, which is over there, as I just said, um, I'm looking at it, but she, that's an example of, she's basically a creative. She, she didn't, I don't think she's on YouTube. I might be wrong about that but she she doesn't show her face or anything like that it's just um her creating her art and mm. doing that live let me get rid of that um won't go away um so if you are a musician if you are uh, maybe even a video editor uh, obviously a graphic designer an illustrator that is another nice way you can start to build up an audience you can start to build a community and you can potentially monetize uh, your creativity so this is less about the end result which is what we've been talking about selling the end result of your creation Uh, this is more about giving people access to the process of your creation
0: yeah Uh, because getting getting paid to do your work uh, essentially i mean yeah
1: she's got it pretty sweet Hmm. Um, i noticed in one of those patreon packages there's also a 50 discount off her gumroad so she's she's selling um so gumroad is a payment processor where you can sell uh, art pdfs and stuff so she is also selling her work um so you're getting access to the process of her work and then you get the discount on the end results of her work yeah so she she's very clever
0: very good uh, and ultimately it makes sense if you like the work to be a Patreon and supports her because you get a discount on the end end final piece of product. So it's a great, great model. So hopefully that's a good example. Uh, and Carla's shown you one example there. there's, uh, this is used all across the board. Maybe we can do a show on Patreon and supporters, um, in, in future episodes.
1: Sure. Yeah. Cause it's a relatively unknown, uh, way to make money. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely something to look at. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and also encouraging the other side of the flip side, which is if, you know, there's a way now, uh, which you may not be aware of to actually go and support your favorite artists, your favorite podcasts, your favorite shows, um, because these are real people, they're, they're people who are putting their work out there, but maybe not getting paid in a conventional way, because it's not a conventional salaried job. Mm -hmm. Uh, So hopefully, um, that encourages you and uh, even myself, I'll be looking at for, for people I can support. When it in areas that I've got an interest in, uh, certainly. So that's great. So that's awesome. That's a bit of a side uh, area. Maybe you can generate revenue as a yeah. bonus. Um, that wasn't on our notes, which is so. Thank you for that, Kyle. And then finally, which is we can't avoid it, which is Etsy, because it's a place where you can find everything, uh, every every quirky thing out there.
1: Yeah, So it's a giant marketplace for crafted and handmade goods. They kind of, I think, their marketing slogan is. Um, yeah, one-off goods, one-off goods. Yeah, so it, it could be it could be things that are knitted. It could be little woodwork um, figurines. It could be hand-painted um, gift cards. There are markets for pretty much anything um, that is created through craft and art. And so, if you do have any of those, any any craft skill, you can produce and sell on Etsy. I have noticed that they've started to allow digital products, which seems like a weird way Mm. for Etsy to go. Um, So they have ebooks on there now. To be fair, the ebooks are about like how to do hand weaving. So they are Ah, craft, but still it's like, "Mm, that's a slippery slope Um, because it is. It's always been um, handmade, one off, you order person kind of makes the jewelry then sends it to you um so i wonder if etsy is moving in the direction of more mass produced and even digital stuff but maybe not go and have a look at it um the categories there are just wild like if you want to buy a little shrine for you to practice wiccan like witchcraft yep absolutely fine you can yeah, get it? you can buy lucky rabbit's feet you can buy well actually maybe you can't make fake ones um it's any, anything so go and have a look there if you have any kind of craft ability or skill you can probably find a market there uh, one thing to be very aware of is uh, shipping because you need to ship these things so if you are making something that's heavy you'd have to ship uh, mm. So you'd have to add on the shipping price factor
0: that in yeah.
1: yeah and sometimes that gets crazy so if you are I don't know if you are a, um, a metallurgist and you are making swords for people like big heavy iron swords that's going to be hard to ship around the world um, I yeah think. I'm pretty sure you can buy swords on etsy um,
0: yeah probably handmade forged swords but there's one thing to be cautious of which is uh the costs associated with selling on etsy
1: yeah yeah i was looking into them they, they seem quite a lot but basically every time you list something now on etsy you need to pay 20 cents um, american cents and that lasts for up to four months um,
0: it's not too bad but it, i guess a okay. but if you're running a
1: massive shop if you are if you're selling hundreds of different items, that's going to add up um, yeah. quickly. They also take a 5% transaction fee of any successful sale. And because all the credit card processing is done through them, there's a 3.5% uh, transact uh, like payment fee.
0: Yeah, payment fee, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: processing fee on the end. So add it all together, maybe it's 10% or so, um, which is mm. still fine. I mean, we're talking about digital products where the company would take 30% uh, they would yeah, create a market, they'll take 30%. They're not really doing anything.
0: Yeah. But, but also in the context of um, your own business, you know, your marketing fee associated with it and the profit you're left with at the end of the day might actually only be 15%, 20%. Like many big companies work on a margin. They're making 7%. They're like, okay, that's a good margin this year. So yes, they're taking a percentage, but... Uh, it's, uh, it's because they're doing a hell of a lot of the work in the background they're doing Class, the marketing and they're transactions. Doing the marketing transactions, the, the, the sales part, they've built the trusted brand, which you can then go and put your product on uh, Lots of pros and cons for it. And um, me and Carl would always prefer you to have your own place, uh, own place of business and own online shop and brand, et cetera. But that again, that's for future shows. This is all about making cash, leveraging the amazing online world as it is now. I think
1: for. All of the things we've talked about today, probably most of the things this week, but definitely the things today, you can start selling whatever your creative good is um, mm. through these different sites, whether it's a service, whether it's a um, you know uh, your prints, whether it is handcrafted stuff. You start on something like Etsy, you start on something like a Creative Market or Redbubble, you start to make sales and then you know you have um, a market that People are interested in what you have. They, you'll know what stuff sells well, which stuff doesn't. You have cash coming in as well. And that's when you can make the decision like, oh, okay, maybe I should build my own website. Maybe I should mm-hmm. take control of my own marketing. And then at that point, obviously, you won't be paying these, um, you won't be paying Etsy 10%. You won't be paying Creative Market 30%. And so you get to keep all the money. Um, but only once you've already proven to yourself, oh, actually, I can sell a decent amount of this. Um, yeah. So these are all great ways to start.
0: Yeah, uh, that is great because essentially what you're doing is two things. One is qualifying the demand before you go and say, yep, let me just go and invest in all of this stuff, which will help me set up a business. We're using, so number two is we're using the platform they've already created in order to mitigate the risk, reduce the risk associated with this, including do I even enjoy doing this? Do I enjoy creating this item, packaging it up, shipping it? Um, Because some people prefer the creative side and not too fussed about the packaging shipping shipping where you find your enjoyment is different for everybody so uh, yeah i love that car great way to test um your market demand whether you enjoy it whether you're good at it whether somebody even is interested in buying your product Um, so lots of ways to test it using these platforms
1: and yes they're taking 10 percent. yes they're taking 30 percent. whatever it is but that yeah think of that as your sales and marketing costs think of that as your uh Payment processing—they're de-risking mm-hmm. it, so you're not having to go and build a website, build e-commerce, build uh, inventorying, shipping, etc. Yeah. you do not have to build those systems. I mean, building an e-commerce website will probably cost you a few thousand. Um, if you can, yeah, yourself, you can do it yourself, you cheap. One. But if you're paying somebody, it's going to cost a few thousand dollars, mm-hmm. a few
0: thousand pounds. Um, I, so I like, like to think of it—that's that's our cost of uh, not building Etsy ourselves. That's the cost you have mm-hmm. to pay because that's the way the online world is going. You know. Um, that's the that's the fee you have to pay to be seen um so it's the, it's the media changing slightly but that's okay if it generates you cash and and that's good that's great uh, okay so that is uh what we've spoken about today creative ways in order to leverage his creative skills to make money online it, we pull things in from different categories from the big list um which is now over 200 items which has been vetted and uh, sort of uh, we Taking the crap out, potentially the scams, the the, the gambling, all that kind of stuff, uh, not as a judgment, but just simply so you've got a good, reliable list to start exploring. Um, it's a judgment. Um, <laughs> it's a judgment, and it's just fair. safer. <laughs> it is a judgment, um, but it's a safer list for you to get started with, um, and that's that's really been the focus. So we, today we focused on five of an Upwork. We've spoken spoken on going to sites which are industry specific that have job postings. We've spoken about contest sites, such as 99designs. We've spoken about generating a passive income through set and forget marketplaces. Here's my product, put it in the marketplace and I get paid ongoing, uh, depending on how well that product performs on that site. Uh, In the areas of art, music, photography, photography is a pretty cool one, uh, quite accessible to a lot of us. Uh, we spoke about T-shirts and merch using the same model as well. And finally, Etsy, uh, which is a fantastic platform to put your, your crafts and your arts out there, your physical products as such. So that's what we spoke about today. But to wrap up the week, we've really been leveraging this big list of ways to generate income. And we've spoken about how to do it with very little skill, how to do it with uh, the, la- the skill set of just having the native English as your language, how to leverage that, how to do it if you've got a professional skill, and today, how to do it if you've got a creative skill. Now, just remember, these are ways not in which to, uh, they can be, but they're not, we're not talking about building an entire online business here, which you own, you manage, you market, you sell, uh, all traffic comes through you. That's not the purpose this week. This week is really to help out Everybody during uh, the lockdown period, anybody going through a period of change, uh, especially financially, where we can now generate some cash online, and we've we spoke about some really cool ways. Everything from uh, teaching uh, somebody from China a 300 million person audience there, teaching them English, having a conversational piece piece with them, to actually uh, renting out your a CPU or your Wi-Fi broadband, and getting paid passively for that as well. To today, where you put on photographs and you get paid passively for those photographs. So it's been a wide range of things that we've covered, uh, which is, is which is exciting because actually this is all possible. Um, apart from the professional creative stuff, there's areas where each one of us I could, we can probably take anybody who came to us and said, actually, you probably can make a a monetary value from this item. Start with this, start with this, start with this. You're going to have to uh, really, you're going to have to come with a very, very unique scenario for you not to make money from this list. Uh, So I would suggest I challenge you to join us in the Slack group and, and challenge us on not making money from somewhere on that list. So that's a that's a challenge for all the listeners who've tuned in this week. Uh, anything else you wanna add, Kyle, uh, your, your big takeaway from this week? So I think following on from
1: that, we understand that there's, there is a lot here. It could be overwhelming. Um, we've tried to filter it down using that Google Sheet, using, I mean, we've talked for five or six hours on this stuff now as well, hopefully guiding you through it, but it's still a lot. And your mm-hmm. personal situation, your personal skills, your personal circumstances will, um, change which of these are relevant to you and that's why the slack group is so important um, because we can have a discussion with you you know one-on-one or the group can help you out so instead of us just throwing recommendations to you and saying this is the thing you should do we can learn a bit about what what your personal circumstances are and based on that make more uh, tailored suggestions so definitely if any of this is of use to you but you don't really know where to start that would be the next step coming to the group totally free um, and we'll be there as well as the rest of the community to uh, help you out.
0: Yeah, and there's some really skilled people who've just recently joined as well. I know them as personal friends. Mm. So uh, three things to do. Number one is subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, just click the notification button. Make sure you're following this so you get told when we go live. Right now, we're doing uh, Monday to Friday, 12 o'clock every day, so you don't want to miss the show. They're, they're, they're going to be content-packed, jam-packed like this. Um, so that's number one, is subscribe so you don't miss it. Number two, just like Carl said, come and join us in the Slack channel, um, our Slack group. That is in the description below as well. And finally, leverage the big list of items. The link is there. There'll be a website coming up soon, bbo.show a nice and simple domain there, but when that does finally arrive, then all of that list will live on there. But for now, just look at the list, pull a few items, ask us if it works for you. Maybe we can suggest a few for you based on your personality and what, you're, what you believe you're good at. Then we can get you started, but go and explore it, go and pick one or two items and start making some cash online uh, during this strange time. Uh, many, many ways to do it without having to create this humongous business. Yeah. Okay. That's been amazing uh, beautiful,
1: and beautiful. That's been another twenty minute show. Nailed it.
0: Nailed it. Another twenty minutes <laughs> sharing with you within five seconds how we can make money online. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. So that's this week. Um, we shall see you next week. Thanks for listening or watching. Uh, we'll see you on episode number ten. Right. Great. That's myself and Sal signing off. Myself and Carl signing off. See ya.
1: Have a good weekend.